One of the unsung heroes of the Second World War are the Black Widows. Their spider silk was used for the crosshair of optical sights, but today they have access to a much friendlier source of spider silk, genetically modified goats. Welcome to the Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus, and I'm slightly less focused than usual, which speaks volumes, I think. And I'm red, and same thing. <laughs> oh, which is fantastic! And I'm young nerd inventor, and I'm no, I'm actually pretty good today. <laughs> oh, so so this this week it, it, the podcast is called One Third Focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, gentlemen, what have you been up to the last week? Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, you. I actually had a fantastic week, and a lot of stuff happened. So, starting with um, the week, I would start with the weekend. The last one, which was actually pretty nice, the we had a little like celebration, like an autumn celebration at friends, uh, which was just a nice get together with like the typical um, how do you call it? Like usually they meet every year to do to make apple cider around that year, but this year they didn't get any apples. So uh, basically, we just did an alternative program where we just skipped the whole cider making and just went over directly to eating and drinking. <laughs> Germans staying efficient. Exactly. Yeah. So, so gotta, gotta keep the tradition alive. <laughs> no, it, it was a lot of fun. Like it was just it was really good seeing the people again. It like it didn't happen for the last two years because of Corona, and so that that was just a really nice. Um, thing that happened nice. then uh, this week I'm on a business travel again and yeah we can see that from the room yeah. so listener can't see it I'm a pirate but yeah the, the room is so white it's it's, it's it's oh this one this one is white you didn't see the best one so um, a little bit as a story it's like I might or or may or may not have um, spoiled uh, in the last one uh, that I'm visiting or visited Kiel and also going to see Phil. So um, I drove up from, I live in the Stuttgart area in Germany. So uh, I drove up like the, the first day to visit some customers, the second day also visit some customer in the morning and then drove up to close to Hamburg where Kiel lives. Uh, first of all, I love that guy, but he's a bastard because that's not even a house anymore. That's just like a park that he owns, <laughs> like a farmstead. We all hate Kiel for unequal amounts, I think. Yeah, so he showed me his barn and I'm like, yeah, well, where's your machinery? Like you showed the Instagram picture where you like moved in all the machinery. And he's looking at me, oh no, that's in the other farm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course he has uh, multiple farms, so yeah. yeah. No, but I'm really, really happy for him. I know he's been searching for a long time and uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful house and it's like, it's outside the city and just like wonderful surrounded by um, streets like lined with trees and just beautiful piece of nature there. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for him. So I had a nice evening there. I went to the hotel and I should you not, like I'm gonna send you guys pictures now so you can take a look at it because I had to make pictures of it. So the, the special thing about this is like, this is like, a good quality hotel like and uh -huh. good resumes or um, like everything was fine with the hotel everything was clean but uh -huh. the first part of the hotel was built in the 1920s the second okay. the second part was built in 
the 70s and the third part was built in early 2000. Okay. But also there's been renovation happening. So in the part it's been built in the 1920s. So there's also a little bit of 70s and 80s mixed in. Okay. And did they keep the decoration of the each uh, era? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got from, you got like old wooden furnitures from like the 20s till up to like modern, like 2000 with the 70s, the 80s, all in between. Starting at the wallpapers, at the pictures at the wall, at the different carpets. <laughs> so it's all the Stanley Kubrick movies in one hotel, basically. <laughs> I was going to ask how many drugs do you need to take to walk in for it to look normal? Oh my god. Like, let, let me tell you, it was crazy. Those are some of the pictures I shot. So, sorry for the listeners. We might make a little collage and yeah, yeah. just upload it. The, the funny thing about it is what you see there, like in those pictures. This is not inside, like, the hotel. Like, this is basically a 10 meter long hallway where everything you see in there is located. Like this is compressed in like 10 meters. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. That... Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's like walking through a timeline almost. It's like going through the twilight zone because it's like you got so many different, it's, it's like timelines colliding. Yeah, that's what I said. Wow. That, that's a special choice yeah. for decoration but why not yeah, you just you just have like i don't know like interior designers from the 20s up to the 2000s on crack just like arguing <laughs> with each other and everybody gets some stuff and can just post it on the wall put the picture on instagram for the listener to to be able to show it i, I usually don't make pictures at the hotels i, I had to make pictures <laughs> like this was yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But i mean as, as long as you don't have uh sig Sigrid Freud, Sigmund Freud, as your interior decorator. I think <laughs> you're mostly fine. Yeah, you're fine. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we just seen the wallpaper you have. It, your wallpaper red looks like Freud designed it or something. It's like oh yeah, psychedelic it's vagina or something. I think nightmare. it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it's called, but man, it's it's absolutely. Uh, the, this this house I'm in right now was built in 1982, and at the time it was like top-notch like it's white background with uh, beige orange and brown design so it was nice at the time I, I built I guess at least for one year it was fine and then I, no. I feel like the combination of beige and orange immediately tells you the amount of drugs someone were consuming when they designed this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's all the, it's basically all the colors that I really hate. And that's probably <laughs> big because of the, this, all this wallpaper. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, all mixed together. Yeah, with a little bit of green and it will be absolutely perfect. But, so, yeah. But guys, no. wait, I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, also, but, okay. Um, okay. Today, so like to make it actually pretty short. So I drove out to a customer in um, Hamburg today, dropped off some information, had like the worst traffic I had in years going up here, arrived pretty late, um, but just in time to get an orcane warning um, oh. at the place I'm staying at. So I'm right next to the beach. I can actually, if I go out of the hotel, I can basically see the mass of the ships. So, nice. and I usually love this, like this, I plan 
when I'm here on my trip, like I go out for a nice dinner, I walk along the beaches for like multiple hours. Well, this time it's just raining cats and dogs outside. Like there's just a storm going on. They have like wait, wait, what hold, you say. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What's the German expression for that? Isn't it like it's rain sons of cobblers? No, it's raining cats and dogs. But what do you say in German? Isn't it a different expression? I think I heard that some. I think it's a pretty, pretty much the same expression. Um, Is it? Okay, never mind. Then. Never mind. I thought I had a fun language thing. Or maybe I'm just mixing them up because of my time in the US. I'm not sure. Then I like I, we go for that story because then I sound funny, even though I'm maybe wrong. In, in, in Sweden, <laughs> we also say it should be Oskuben, which means it pours like like out of buckets. Yes. But that's different. Yeah, we have better expression, guys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. It must be something move on, sexual. Move on. Uh, <laughs> in, in, in France, you could say two things. It's uh, raining ropes. Okay, yeah. Or you can use the more trivial expression, which is it's raining like a pissing cow, <laughs> which is which is a nice one. So, okay, yeah. We have, we have, we Mo- moving on. Let me finish with one in Norway. Because this is more like for snowing, you can say that uh, which means it rains big or snows big bitches. No. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> and you just basically talk about the size of the snowflake. That makes it sort of the, the reference yeah, bit. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, language is fun. Come on. Yeah, it sorry, is. Sorry, it is. Move it on. is. Absolutely. No, no, that's, and that's pretty much it. And if you can see my hotel room, I got a boat steering wheel mounted to nice. the back. And um, also, I'm looking at the curtains in front of me, and they're like ships and steering wheels and pieces of maps on it and some clams. Wow. And yeah, I'm going to get eye cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're to have nightmares. You're going to have nightmares tonight. But yeah, because it's, it, it's so white, it looks like an hospital room. With a really weird decoration. It's, it's mostly the lighting. Like, it's actually not too bad. It's like regular, like, painted white. It's like, I actually prefer that towards the some of the wallpaper I've seen. Yeah, but the 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 walls are white. The ceiling is white. The bed is white. Oh, the yeah. wardrobe is white. The light it, is white. I mean, it's the light is white. It's everything's white. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's uh, again Stanley Kubrick movie, like <laughs> or an insane asylum, which has oh, the room also. of someone yeah. who likes to see. <laughs> I guess. So see, quite befitting. Yeah, nice, I, nice. like the one one door is painted white and the other one is like natural wood because. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if, I, if you're drunk, you need to find the right one. Exactly, but it's it's clean, so this is the main main thing about it. So. Yeah, yeah. When are you going back home then? Um, I'm actually I have another appointment tomorrow morning at like seven thirty, and then I'm gonna head down to Kassel to visit Phil for yeah. trades. So we're gonna have dinner and go out for a little bit and fry. I have, of course, another customer mm-hmm. appointment down there. Of course. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually, I have one, my, my meeting here is at 7.30 in the morning because the next one, it's like, I am in Heide, like close to the border mm, to Denmark, yeah, yeah. like another half an hour and I'm in Denmark. So 7.30 is the meeting here and at like 3.30 in the afternoon, I have a meeting in Kassel which is like 500 kilometers. So I basically, I'm going to get out of the meeting, get into the car and just like haul ass down there to make the meeting in time. And I don't, you don't even know how long the meeting's going to take. And that's why I'm going to stay over in Castle. 
uh, because it's um, about a new project from my company. And this is like, um, I, I told Phil that I'm arriving. This is why we're going to meet up and head out. Because if I have the chance and I'm in the area, of course, I'm going to give him a call. It's, it's going to be Japanese. It's going to be Japanese sushi tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. That sounds horrible. Sounds absolutely Terrible. It can be. No, not at that one. We went to that restaurant before. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Then Friday, it's heading back to the office, and then it's the weekend again already. Yeah. yeah. That so sounds nice. You, guys. As you went to a market, right? Yeah, I had a market. Uh, well, the second one of the season, second one after Corona times, kind of things. And it went fairly well. I mean, I passed like 400 euros in the first two hours on saturday wow nice and that tends to be the like the average daily amount as i sell for at these markets That's great. uh and of course like uh, uh, the, the the first day the saturday was really really good uh sunday not so much but i still made uh, some money uh but not as much as i was like but like combined it was one of the best markets ever that's great uh but of course me being me uh i basically spent all of last week working till 10 and 12 at night yeah to get things ready yeah. and i even worked uh I, I so yeah also um i had to do everything like that because on friday i was attempting to go into Oslo early and meet up some friends for Oktoberfest in Oslo. Which I, mean, I know it's not a real Oktoberfest because they were they had the Belgian flag in the ceiling for some reason. Okay. Which I think was a really funny joke. It's the same colors, it's just opposite way <laughs> yeah. of the German flag. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that makes the jokes funnier if I explain it, but you really judge. It's just like a segue. Uh, it's same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, on Friday, I was trying to sort of get in early, but of course I was like, oh, but I need to finish another Dragon Tail bottle opener because I was really certain those would, I would sell both of them at the market. I didn't sell any of them, so that didn't really matter. But then like I was doing all of that and I was waiting for it to cool down so I can actually treat it. I was like, oh, wait, I've been needing to make like a stand thing to display all of the roses in. So I was like, oh, I have this pile of square tubing in the corner that I've been keeping for two years or something that I got from a friend who was doing construction work and I was like, they had these offcuts of a decent size and it was of a good like wall thickness, like 10 mil or something, 10 or 12 mil. So in my infinite wisdom, I forgot all about things having mass and weight and just grabbed them and started welding things together and then I was, uh, and sticking a, another 10 mil plate on the bottom to just keep it there. And I was like, all right, let me just put this in the car. It's like, <laughs> okay, let me put this gently in the car. Like, <laughs> Good thing though, no one stole it. It's, it was very stable. When I put it down on the market floor, it did not move. No, I just I can't wait. The first guy that tries to steal it tries to pick it up and run away. <laughs> yeah. So for markets, I'll probably make another one because I actually have uh, 10, uh, 100 by 100 mil square tubing that got a 3 mil wall thickness. So I could just have spent the time to cut that up 
but my bandsaw blade need replacing because it doesn't it's getting worn out it's a couple of tooths missing now which reminds me i still haven't ordered new bandsaw blades uh but a part of it being worn is that it doesn't cut straight anymore so all of the cut angle cuts especially when talking of this big box section it goes wonky just which is i mean yeah i could just use big clamps and weld it up square and fill it in uh but i didn't have the time to worry about all of that yesterday and i had the pieces i didn't even need to cut any of the pieces they were like perfect lengths in uh, in matching pairs even so i had like three tiers of display for the roses and i have like plenty of different lengths of that so it's just this is perfect i just brought it to market sweating and cursing a lot and then stuffed it full of roses which looked really nice it did yeah so i was really happy about that uh i just need to take some better pictures of it because i'm not really happy about pictures from that market but i mean there's too much background noise and the lighting was a bit weird so it didn't it didn't look as nice as it could but next bit thing of that happened is like winter in norway is suddenly arriving with force already yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean it's as you can see from the thing it's already nighttime yeah and we have, i think the next sunrise is in march <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's not all that bad. I mean, don't say stuff like that when I'm drinking. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in the south. We still have daylight, but um, no, like because I'm also now going into Oslo dancing. When I went dancing last Monday, uh, I, I I took a picture of uh, the sun setting, and I had there was hail in the air, and it was beautiful because you had the big rainbow going across the parliament. It was very gay and fabulous wonderful wonderful view uh this week when i went into Oslo, the sun was already down it was getting it was dusk and getting dark same time of day that's in the span of a week that that's that that's because the earth is spinning and turning around the sun so it makes the day shorter especially yes. in the north it's, i mean it, it, with, <laughs> well, physics. I, i know i live here uh, I'm, i'm just saying i'm in the part of the year now where it moves very quickly yeah i bet so but really well, how, how long is the day uh now uh or how many hours of daylight do you have each day you you, you know some something i need to double check i i think it's I can double check, but I think it's nine to eight or something. Nine, nine, nine to six or okay. something like that. Sunrise today was at eight and sunset today was at six. So I was nearly there. Which means that we have less than 12 hours of sunlight at the moment. Uh, math and things, nine hours. Uh, Which is not... Yeah, that's pretty similar to ours though. Ten hours, sorry. Yeah, yeah but uh, as we get closer to... Uh, Christmas and uh, winter solstice uh, where I live currently I think we're cutting like six and a half hours Oslo gets six and where my dad lives it's usually four hours of sunlight in the middle of the winter oh fantastic yeah, and and of course when you get into the fjords and mountains you might still have the sun actually rising but it doesn't rise high enough to get yeah. up, up top of the mountains Uh, which was really weird uh, months back when I was uh, back in Luon and climbing Skola and doing all of that weird things. Uh, you would have, like, in the city of Strin and Luon, you would have sun... The sun would be there in the morning and in the afternoon. In the middle of the day, it was behind the mountains. So the wow. whole city would be in shadow. Yeah, And that's a bit trippy. That's trippy. 
It's um, like two sunrises and sundowns within one day. Almost, Which almost. Just, it's it's like a yeah. solar eclipse. Have you already seen one live? That's that's so weird, but that that's the not a full one, but yeah, it's trippy. Uh, yeah, it, it's totally trippy. I had, I was lucky enough to uh, I've seen uh, two in my life, one in France, one in Japan, and it's like so weird to see this sun being blacked out, mm. and and all the light change and the behavior, uh, and it's it's the sounds. Uh, disappear. The 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 animals get quiet, and and everybody's looking at the sun, so everybody's quiet as well. So it's it's really 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 strange for a couple of minutes. But but yeah, it's it's a fantastic yeah. thing to see uh, in life. That's that, that's something I want to prioritize. Uh, whenever I suddenly find a pot of gold, is to travel and see like a full solar eclipse yeah. because that would be really cool. Yeah, it is. It is um, indeed. But yes, I, I like two two other things I mentioned to you just before, and the other the the, the other of the other things. Uh, but yesterday, I spent the day in the forge, and I welded together a stand for my legwise, mm-hmm. and two holding system, and all of that. That I'm just kind of happy about. The, the weird thing, of course, is. <laughs> Keeping with the trend of me being me, I started this project a couple of like a year ago, because at that point I was like, oh, I I'll, because I, I work a lot with laser cutting company. They do a lot of work for me, uh, pre cutting uh, blanks and all of that. So I was like, oh, I like I know I will need a movable post vise soon ish. Mm-hmm. So I ordered like a hunk of steel that was ten mil thick and seventy centimeters in diameter. Okay. So decent size, yeah. and then I had all of that square tubing, uh, ten mil, hundred uh, mil square, three mil wall thickness. So I welded that in the middle, and I was going to a market. So I stuck a secondary pipe on top that I spot welded just to keep it there, and I had that as a stand for the gas forge while on the market. Nice. Last year, uh, it worked really well. A uh, bit, bit too small. I should have had the space to actually stack some bricks up behind because nature and wind and all that made it a bit tricky to keep the heat in. Um, but because I had been sensible one time for once time in my life, uh, I had also pre-measured one of the leg vices I had laying around, uh, and I cut like the first section of pipe to the perfect height to stick a 10 mil plate on top and then just bolt the leg vice on top of that. So yesterday when I had to put all this together, it was like, oh, I put the big plate on the floor. I flipped the whole stand on top so that um, the square tubing is resting squarely on the plate. And then I just weld around it and I flipped all the way around and I bent on 12 mil bar and I have a tool holder for hammers and tongs and placing um, tins of chisels and punches and all of that. The, the good friend that I am, I shared that with Kiel and showed him the picture. I think his literal word, <laughs> words were that bastard. <laughs> that looks sexy. <laughs> I had no idea it would look as that good because there's the plate of steel I was using is it's the old pizza iron that I used to have in my oven at the old apartment. The, the stand looks great, and there's just something about organized tools that just yes. looks damn uh, to, sexy. Like it's, it's just like basically that, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> in the right order with like different. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little bit anal in that way, in the sense that I always tend to leave things the same place and in the same order. So. At the tool rack now, I have all of my hammers organized by size on one side, 
all of the student timers on the other side by size and in the middle i have all of my all of the tongs organized by size so it's like no matter like no, i know exactly what i need to pick up and i know which end to start looking for it and then of course as as you move into the space you move more and more quickly between these things it's really handy to just know it will be there because i i have that ingrained habit partly also from the army and all that of just leaving things the same place because then you don't need to think or look for it you just grab it and you're good going yeah that 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 should be a topic uh, of the podcast one day the, the, the tool organization the shop organization how to be efficient because yeah some some habit of just leaving the stuff that i need every uh single uh, time i use them at the same place so I can find them back again next time. Mm. Uh, and and apparently I'm the only one in the house to do that. So it, it makes it a, <laughs> a little bit tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's honestly something that baffles me. I'm, I'm soon done with my day, but I just want to finish this thought. Is people who uh, seem to be able to put tools down while being brain dead. What do you mean? Like there is no mental activity going on relating to what they're doing when they put down a tool. It's like they just falls out of their hand and they have no, absolutely no recollection of where that tool went. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe the mind Does that is... that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Maybe the mind is already uh, doing the next step of the project. So the tool is not yeah. needed anymore. So you can just put it there and, and yeah, your mind is, is already somewhere else. I know, I know, but this is one of those things where I see the memes of people being like, oh yeah, 90% of the time I spent in the workshop is spent looking for the tool I had five minutes ago. Yeah. I was like, <sighs> how does that happen? I mean, <laughs> I have it in my hand, I place it there, I move on. How, how can you be dead at the time of putting a tool down and then... It's because you have every tool like 20 times. That, that's that, I don't think that's a fair then. comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's not talk about the new device I picked up on Sunday on the way home. <laughs> uh, because I also did that. <laughs> I almost forgot. It's, I think it's a woodworking device. Oh. It has like 25 inch wide jaws and it opens almost 25, cent- 25 centimeters wide, 25 uh, centimeters wi- opening. Oh, yeah. It's a big one for the forge. And it has like a, a, a base that you can swivel. And it's like, it's just missing a handle and one of the anchor points, like there's like this fork connection kind of thing. Uh-huh. So one outside bit is broken off, but the three other one is fine. And I can probably still use the fourth one to mostly both things in. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know what it was originally used for, but it's so wide I and can, weird. I can, I can imagine that there was one guy like 50 years ago building that vice and the next guy comes up and is like, dude, why did you build that huge vice for? It's like, I don't know, I had a weird dream of some Norwegian guy trying to weld <laughs> 10 millimeter steel plates all the time. <laughs> that would be oddly specific, but uh, there could be something to it. Um, yeah, so at some point I need to actually do like a proper almost tool restoration video. I mean, I'll disassemble it, I'll clean it. Nice. I won't go full Eric hand tool rescue on it because I don't have the broken piece and I don't care to actually remake it. But I'll forge some kind of handle for it and I'll try to look for pictures of something similar so I can actually make a handle that seems to fit. Uh, but yeah. And then paint it pink. No, I, paint and heat doesn't go well together. I have the black oxide thing. 
So I might drop it down with that just to darken it and give it some oxidation. Video, you have to paint it pink and wait for the hundreds of people in the comments to tell you that it's not going well with heat. <laughs> See? Oh, right. See? Sorry, I, I misunderstood. <laughs> Good marketing right there. Yeah, yeah, you're fair. That's fair. I think that's like all I've been doing. I mean, today I did nothing because I woke up with a bit of a headache and a sore throat and I decided that, oh, that's a good excuse to just play Sekiro and try to finish my third playthrough and relax. But of course, I also realized, oh, like I, winter has arrived and I'm still using my summer tires. So I need to get some winter tires for my car because the old one I was using were not only ages old, so the rubber was all kinds of hard, uh, there was hardly any pattern on it, oh, which damn. of course I discovered while I was going down a hill and the wheel didn't work anymore. Oh yeah, uh, okay. which was very fun. I stopped like centimeters away from another car and I tried to sort of slowly back out and I was sliding forward. I was like, that's not supposed to happen. No. So I walked out and I called the guy who, there was a working people next door that owned the car. So I was like, any of you have that car? I nearly hit it, and one of the guys says, "Damn you!" I was hoping someone would break, would break my car. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mostly sorted out new tires, and I'll be probably spending the weekend going to pick them up and have them fitted. Yeah, do that. Probably also doing an oil change and all that on the car because I have no idea when that was done last. And yeah, do that too. Oil off, is not supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I want to do all of that, except I don't know any of those things. But I have a good friend who knows all of those things so i'll bring my car to him and i'll stare and look and ask questions and hopefully be a little bit wiser by the end yeah try to try to take care of your car uh i mean it's french come on what 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 was what was (laughs) yeah yeah but uh, that's that's the reason you have to take care of it because french car need constant care for being in good condition and and not so, so, people. Yeah, I I, I mean I, I've heard it's a lot safer to have a French car if you keep a baguette in it because then it wants to stay on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. But yeah, no. Take, take seriously. Take care of of, of the tires. The, the tires are so important. It's the only thing that connects your car to the road. So if you don't yeah. are not careful with your tire, it can be the end of you uh, and other people, which would be not good. And this this is something that I learned, like uh, when I bought the car, uh, both sets of tires, both the winter and summer tires were absolutely worn out and shot. Of course, I didn't know about the winter tires until we were changing for summer tires. And then we realized that, oh, I shouldn't be driving on these tires, none of them. No. So we'll order new summer tires and I'll be able to stay on the road, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's also when I learned that, no, no, there's an expiration date on the rubber. Even though you still have a very good pattern on them, the rubber needs to be flexible enough to actually grip the road. If it's hard, it's, it, it, no, you yeah. don't, don't drive with uh, hard tires. I, I think it's something like if... if Cracks are good though. Cracks are extra great. <laughs> <laughs> in the mud, sure. Maybe in the mud. On the road, not sure. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm not entirely sure like what's the expiration date on a set of tires, but I think if they are been exposed to sunlight for three or five years or something, they are probably worthy of changing out. But 
Not, don't arrest not me sure. on that. I, I think it was eight years. I'm not exactly sure, though. Okay, that, that sounds better. But yeah, there's actually an expiration date on the tires, aside from just being worn out and no grooves anymore. Yeah, it, it, it really depends on the condition of the tire, the country you're living in and what they put on the road. If they put a lot of salt during winter because of, of the ice, uh, it will damage your car. Which we do. And, and yeah, and everything. And the tires also. Uh, sunlight is really bad for tires. A car not moving is also really bad for, hmm. for the tires. Um, so yeah, just everything should, is bad for tires. Everything is bad for a car, basically. As, as <laughs> if you start using it or if you're not using it, it it's 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 really bad. So yeah, you need to take care of that because you're putting your life in that machine. So a lot of mm. people don't don't take care of their car because it's yeah it's running, so that's good. But safety on the road starts by taking care of your car and your tires and uh, your lights and and everything. So I don't want to be the old guy saying be careful guys with the cars but it's so dangerous that we we really need to to be careful with that kind of stuff uh, especially tires yeah, brakes. and brakes ah, brakes. yeah, yeah exactly you have good points and i nearly had a very good segue but you haven't told us about your week yet i did so nothing I, my segue. I did nothing so that that's it plus it's it's already really late so that that's it for this week's episode guys thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> nice try nice try we know we have something come on no, spill the beans no, yeah no i i uh, Seriously, I didn't do uh, much this week because I need to rest my ankle uh, once and for a while. So uh, oh, right. one, uh, once okay. for good. Uh, I've seen my dog. No trenches. He told me so. No, no trenches. No, no uh, hard work. Uh, my dog told me to actually rest uh, to remove the cast and. Uh, use another one more flexible to be able to move and walk uh, more freely but still have support uh, because if I don't do that when I will get to surgery it will be still uh, not good and the surgeon will not be happy so anyway I have to reinforce my ankle by moving more with less support but still have support if that makes sense Um, basically train it up again yeah absolutely by resting also so that's weird um but yeah a lot of rest uh i worked a lot on a project that i can't tell you about uh yet but soon hopefully uh and i received my uh leather engraver uh in the box over there uh if you can see the video um that i will assemble tomorrow morning uh hopefully do some tests in the afternoon and start filming the video uh because the brand wants to review it before the end of the month so yeah that's basically it uh worked a lot tell you about uh, it but a lot of projects oh yeah uh, one thing I got my recipient uh, the name of my recipient for the uh, treasure, treasure trade yeah yeah we all did oh, I think nice. yeah so um, I I know so who is it I can't Just tell <laughs> uh, I can't tell but I had this uh, illumination uh, two hours ago about what I was going to what I need to do for this person so I had the idea I know what I'm going to do I know how I'm going to do it and so now I can't I, I can't wait to start uh, working on it uh, even though I have uh, higher priorities at the moment but but I, I, I will um, start working on it really really, really soon because that's a yeah. An exciting project to do the treasure I, I also kn- I also know very well what I want to do I just don't know how yet oh. or 
to what degree I'm capable of completing it and be happy with the result. I'm sure we'll be fine. Don't sweat it too much. Just trust and, yourself. And what, what time to start with it? Like, should I start at December 21st or is <laughs> December 23rd still good enough? No, I, only John D. Harvey is that kind of planner. <laughs> you have to ship it before uh, November 22nd. 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 Yeah. So anyway, you can't start in December. You will have to hurry. But you don't need to start it now, <laughs> but if you can, why not? And yeah. I just took like the laziest way out. I just didn't participate this year. Yeah, ah. no, but a lot of people didn't participate this year, but I, it's an also understandable because of the COVID of the situation of the state of mind that we are in. And and so oh, yeah, yeah. that's well, good. And that's good. Even if you didn't, that that's great. You are still part of the community and we still love you, Jan. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, and no, no, we accept that because we know you will beat yourself up when you see other people opening up their presents. That too, that too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm mean, the kind of messages like I love watching that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that uh, the Secret Santa thing going on at the Fools for Tools group has been brilliant every single year. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's some people who have been really unlucky of parcels getting lost and having to pay a lot of import tax on it. Yeah. But by and large, it's been just a fantastic, exciting experience. Yeah. And and, yeah, and we can't thank enough Ellen, uh, James for the idea, Ellen for working on it for the past two or three years, and all the people joining this year for the whole organization uh, as John Diari, uh, Carol, and I'm forgetting other people, but thank you for- uh, Andy Pugh and Dan Brandt, yeah, I believe. Thank you. Thank you to all of them, nice. because that's a fantastic thing to do in the makers community. So thank you guys. Yes, they're good. Yeah, they are. So, did we have a topic? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think we do, and this sort of goes back to being in uh, England and at James and Naomi's wedding, and sort of being those weird maker people and James's friends from the internet, which sounds all kinds of wrong, but that was sort of how we were portrayed <laughs> to the rest of his family and his, his muggle friends, I think we want to call them. Uh, exactly. I mean, not, not, not muggle in a bad way, just in the sense that, which is what I, I think we would like to talk about or discuss is some people, weird enough, don't seem to have that innate curiosity of figuring out how things work or wanting to solve problems instead of just like it's the world is sort of binary for them either it works or it's broken there's no state of how can i fix this or yeah. this bit is broken it's just all of it is broken or <laughs> it's working perfectly yeah exactly and that's it seems to me like it's a big mentality difference but it's not it's not how should i say it's not a big thing. It's just fundamental, so to speak. So to speak. It is. Does yeah. that make sense? It's yeah, it, it does. At least to me, um, that's something that I see on a daily basis when I go out of the house. When I see people um, throwing away a lot of perfectly broken tools that they could fix by themselves, but they don't. They don't. Um, they don't know how to to fix fix them or don't want to take the time to understand how to fix them fix them and just prefer to buy a new tool instead it's not even preferring it's some of them it's like i met people that are literally in that position where something of them there's broke 
and they were like, oh shit, I don't have the money to replace it yet. But it's like a wall, like a blockading their head by even thinking about that they would be able to repair it. Yeah. Like it doesn't even cross their mind. It's just like, mm. oh my God, it's not working anymore. I need a new one because it's basically taught. And I'm like, well, hand it over. Like it's just starting from like a simple, let's say, a cassette deck or something yeah. when you have mechanical switches inside where just one of the um, plastic pieces is broken off where it's as simple as regluing it there, there's stuff that is so incredible like you don't have to be good in electronics it's just sometimes it's just like well if it's broken anyway might as well take it apart and take a look at it and if there's some pieces falling out of it that are broken you might be able to glue them together and figure out where they're going back in want to add something funny Last week, I spent a few days uh, digging a trench to bury that pipe for the optical fiber. Um, this morning, my dad went to the dump yard or the place where you throw away cardboard and old bottles and all that kind of stuff. And there is a space over there where people uh, put their tools, broken tools and TV and, and, and all that kind of stuff for, uh, for professional to take them and throw them away or to uh, upcycle them or recycle them. So when he goes there, every single time he comes back with a broken tool and he spent uh, uh, two or three days fixing it. Sometimes it's a drill, sometimes it's uh, something to cut the edges uh, of the garden or whatever it is, he enjoy fixing it in um, two or three days and then he keeps it when he needs it or he sells it or he, he gives it away. And this morning he came back with a machine that I have never seen before, which is specifically made to dig trench in a garden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one, one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's one one week late, and the only problem with it is that one of the spinning blade is unwelded. So it took him literally five minutes to. Uh, give it a, 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 a brush with an angle grinder and metallic brush and spinning thingy to clean uh, the part and and he welded it and it was uh, all new again. So and le let me guess that he tested it and just like dug right through your plastic hose that you buried. No, I, I no no he, he was he was happy enough to just um, fix it. And then he took a nap all the afternoon. So it was good because it didn't <laughs> damage my pipe. <laughs> Old Frenchman. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's all, that's all yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's that's weird. People around here are um, um, uh, almost all of them living in houses, so they need tool to take care of the garden, to cut the uh, the tree, the edges, to fix stuff in their house. And there is also a lot of prof professional workers that go to this dump yard to throw away uh, tools that they have been using for years but don't want to clean or to fix. And most of the time when you have a failure in the drill or something like that, you have to, to look at for the cord and for the brushes. And, yes. and every single time that we've seen one of those at the dump yard, uh, we open it and there is dust in it or the, the, mm. the brushes are dead. You change them for yeah. 30 
sense and you and it's good again you can use it and yeah. you keep it and you give those, it those core brushes 90 yeah. percent of drills it's exactly like you said it's either the cord the cord is damaged and they throw them out all you have to do is like throw in a new cord or the brushes are just worn over the years and, and sometimes in some cases you have to change a bearing which is like yeah. 30 cents over ebay yeah. and a six week waiting time for because <laughs> china absolutely but, but then yeah. still for one less for less than one dollar you can have a or euro you can have yeah, you can have perfectly good drill or, or machine or power tool or whatever because people don't want to they, as you said was they don't just have don't don't have the mindset of uh oh yeah no, you also said it um i can fix it the, the the this world this incapacity of thinking that some something can be fixed now in the modern society because also it can be way cheaper to buy a new one than to fix the old one with a part i mean yeah for, for big complicated things there isn't like there's an honest question of well what part is broken how much is the replacement at some point it is cheaper to buy a new thing but to me it's more like just not having that sort of neural pathway of saying well someone made this it was made with purpose there are parts in it one of those parts doesn't work i just need to figure out which one and then eventually can i fix it or can i buy a new one Do you think it has yeah. it has something to do with the time that they want to invest in opening the thing, understanding how it works in a, I think it's in order to find I think it's a blockade. Yeah. Because you can find a YouTube video or Google like if if you discuss or have a discussion with friends over anything and they want to be right, they're gonna get up Google and they're gonna Google it and five minutes later or like 30 seconds later they're gonna show an article saying, See, I was right, here's here's written that. They could do the same thing with a manual for basically any yeah. kind of machinery. It's so easy and accessible to find those stuff to these days. You basically type in I don't know any like tool type and service manual or how to repair and they're either going to find a youtube video or like a google page or pdf that shows them the service manual it's really in my mind or what i see is for most people it's just a blockade they don't think about it yeah i feel like it's sort of like technology is magic You have no, it's it. Everything that makes this thing work is inside this shell. I yeah, have never seen inside a shell, so it's magic. Yeah. It takes this exciting current going out of the wall and it pushes some energy out at the other end, and sort of in between, there's magic. Absolutely. But if you manage to demystify it and just realize that, no, no, there are parts to it, there are specific parts doing specific things, and just sort of break it down into elementary components, not like elementary particles, but to the bits and screws and bolts. And then you start to realize that, oh, I can see that the power cord is connected here. There's these lines going through the circuit board. They go over here. Here's a bit that's broken. And then it moves, all the lines move over this way. So it's like, well, clearly the broken bits not is not supposed to be there. So if I can replace that or fix it, then then that that line is goes through and it should work again so you can just 
it, it's it's not a difficult skill, and but you will get better at it. But it's the whole thing of just starting to ask the question and just starting to figure out, okay, how does normally thing work? I mean, if you if you're taking apart one drill, you have taken apart ninety nine percent of all other drills on the market. Yeah. See, see what you you said about magic, like what what's happening inside the box is mag magic. That that's not magic to me because as a kid uh, from a very young age, I was taking apart all the stuff that I had in my rooms, like the tools, the the stereo, uh, the computer. I wanted to see what's inside. So it's not magic because I knew that components and components uh, were uh, working together to make the thing work. And on at the opposite of that, blacksmithing to me was magic. Yeah, yeah, by all means. Because mm -hmm. you are eating, you are you are eating something. It changed color. It changed the structure of the thing. It becomes uh, usable, or you you can hit it to change the shape of it. And when it cools down, it's hard again. It it was like real magic to me as a kid. So the technology, I I guess it's some something to do with our generation um, being uh, used at a young age to use machine uh, to do stuff like television or radio or computers or whatever. I I believe like just putting together computers, you lose a lot of that. Um, yeah. Not respect, but of that fear of electronic components. Yeah, I, I I built like the first like almost proper making making thing I did outside of the scouts and pioneering and building things with rope and sticks. Uh, I built my own computer. I built my own desktop when I was sixteen. I I, yeah. I and thinking back on it, I know I had no idea what I was doing, but a friend a uh, a, a friend of mine's dad. He has done all of these things. He had talked about them. So I have, I don't, I don't even think he had shown me much. I think he just opened up the cab cabinet and just pointed and said, that's the processor. And here goes RAM sticks kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And just based upon that, for some reason, I thought, oh, I can build a computer. Yeah, sure. And, I, and then I did. I mean, it took me all day because I was terrified of doing anything wrong. And I knew I, I was, I built this just at the edge of when it was easy to start to build computers yourself. Yeah. So it was a lot of people still talking about, it is difficult. You need to do it the right way. And at the same time, the parts that started to show it was up. Hard that to get was, components. It was hard to get components. When I started building PCs, you get ready built like the IBM and all of that stuff, like Pentium 133 megahertz. 486 that stuff yeah but it was hard to get like a single processor or a single motherboard and yeah that's compatible yourself. exactly yeah, yeah but, but, but when i did it i i think i even i think i even even used a norwegian website to just said oh let's just build all of the components for you so you'll you get the kit you save the money on assembly basically and i get the experience of the learning experience of doing it myself but I don't think that website was very old when I used it. It's, and it's so easy uh, now to do that because there is a yeah. lot of website that you choose 
the the processor that you want to use and then they they tell you all the compatible parts that you can use yeah. for memory yeah. or uh, the motherboard and everything I still don't use it though <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, but I still, the, still configure my own PCs when I built mine two years ago it was very very useful and thanks to I think it was Al that that told me about this this website, um, and and it really helped me choosing the right component, and and it made the build super easy, and and again probably I'm sticking to my my idea of generation because um, it it would be impossible to understand for my my parents um, they are seventy years old uh, and over now. They wouldn't understand what they are, what what I would be doing in, when I open a computer or when I'm when I'm working on a computer. They don't understand it. But it, it's something of that's the problem generation. And my kid, when I was building my PC, came to see what I was doing, and and he was six years old, six years old, and asking, "What's that? That's the processor. So that's the brain." of the machine and that's that's the memory so it 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 works like yours and and he understood the how it works by just analogy of the human body and now he knows how a computer work and he's seven and i'm sure he won't be afraid to build his own uh, when he will be a teenager so but this is also the thing that really helps about it it's like what we switch from like repairing to building a computer you know when you get the computer parts and you put them together you get something that works is supposed to work because you're technically you're buying working components and you're putting them together with the repair i think this is like maybe a good start for people that are into technology or you want to give it a shot like this is something i would encourage everyone to like build their own pc not just mm. to save money but actually to just get a little bit of that hands-on but when it comes to repairs i think there's still that blockade and i don't want to say it's like oh it's the bad media and corporate but it's kind of we're taught like that today yeah. I mean, the, the whole right to repair is a huge thing yeah. going on because it is mainly they're making it hard for people to open it. Starting with yeah. the Game Boys, with the Triforce, like with the, the special screws that you need, like special tools yeah. to open. Yeah. Like it, it's starting with stuff like that. It makes it difficult. It's not the technology inside that's difficult. It's just like getting to the part where you can actually mm. get to that stuff. Yeah, to you're right. Exchange. And it's the same thing for and, a car. And and for 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 any kind of, exactly. of of not tool but stuff that you have in in your kitchen like an oven or whatever, uh, if you don't have the proper tool to just open it and the tool is specific to every brand or company, and then you you yeah I'm getting lost. My English is so bad today. I'm tired. The rest of us, you gave me your cold. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, well, keep it to you guys, but let me ask you one, one question <laughs> regarding that. You guys have repair cafes or repair stores? Uh, yeah, sort of. Um, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I know they exist. I've never been to one. Okay, I know they exist. I, I think we have one or two inside just my city. That's nice. Like, which is not really big. So you can actually bring your stuff there and you can either like take it apart yourself or there are people that help you take it apart and take a look at it. That's really cool. And they're called cafes because some of them actually serve coffee. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like, nice. On the side, like as a side serve. Yeah, no, it's just like, this is some, something I think is a really great idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't use it because I have a pretty good workshop, but I actually had friends like taking stuff there where they were just not sure like they know it was fixable they were just not sure so they took it there do they fix ankles <laughs> if, if they do i'm interested <laughs> not, not yours yeah. you're too fucked up oh uh, yeah 
<laughs> I but, knew uh, it. Actually, actually, in Sweden, uh, a couple of years back, they removed the VAT on repairs altogether. Nice. Oh, cool. Of everything. Great. That's a very nice idea. Yeah, uh, I, I I really wish that more uh, countries would do that, including Norway. I think there's been talks of it. I'm not sure how the conversation has been going. I haven't kept up with all of that, but that's that's an idea I really like. That because then suddenly, okay, but then even if the new part you need is as expensive or is supposed to be as as expensive as the, the buying it new, you don't have to pay mm-hmm. taxes on it. Yeah. So already there, you're saving twenty percent of the cost. Absolutely. Nearly percentage is weird when you go all the way around. Um, but also, I, I just want to say that I don't think it's a generational thing, though. I think it's purely a mindset. I think a mm-hmm. lot. Of, yes, more people of older generations was taught to work more with their hands and also learn to use tools and repair tools to a greater degree. But it's more of a yeah. mindset, like, like all, all of our parents, like computers are magic to them. They have no idea what's yeah. going on inside because no one actually took the time to show them and tell them what's yeah. going on inside. But Red, your your dad, if you show him any anything mechanical, I'm pretty sure by the sound of it, he can just dismantle it and put it back together and oh, it will yeah, work. Sure. Absolutely. As long as it has no electronic in it, it, it will be able to fix it, make it work uh, by any way or mean possible. It will create the, the, the parts that he needs. It, it, it will make it work. But electronics is a mystery to him. Yeah. So, so he's afraid of, of new cars because he knows that he won't be able to fix them. And he's been fixing cars for his whole life during his whole life uh, and he's afraid of a computer and and so is my mother a little bit less but uh, I, I, I what what I meant by a generation seeing is that my grandfather never throw away anything like a tool okay, yeah, yeah. would work mm-hmm. if you take the time to open it understand it find the 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 failing part and fix it so that was my grandfather's uh, mindset spirit and when it came to the new generation so my parents generation um, they were told that it was dis- disposable you don't have to keep all the stuff uh, all the time and fix them over and over and over again and keep them your life because well a new tv is cheap compared to buying one when they were kids so you don't have if the tv is broken you don't have to take him to the repair shop and have it fixed for a good amount of money but you can for the same amount of money of a repair of a repair you could buy a new one and all this mentality has changed between these two generations my grandparents and my father's generation and now getting back to us I believe it's it's changing again. That it's probably more yeah, interesting uh, times. Yeah, probably uh, uh, because of the environ environment uh, that we need to protect, and and so we have to reuse, uh, recycle or upcycle stuff more to encourage people not to throw away that many junk and and pollute the planet and fuck up your world, our world. Um, but yeah. So I, I guess there is also this, uh, we are not afraid of technology because we understand how it works because we have been told in school how it works. And so when we are curious because of us being taught how it works, we probably have developed curiosity about 
how it works and we are pushing it forward or, or, or um, further sorry um, mm-hmm. by exploring old tools and old machinery and old crafts and and all of that maybe i don't know i'm i have no idea what i'm saying tonight so i'm not focused no, just, no i i completely agree with you with that but i also think it goes a little bit further um our grandparents for example they uh, repaired stuff because they didn't have the luxury of buying new stuff either they didn't have the money yeah. or stuff was after the war it was just not available yeah. And this is something where I think it's not just, I mean, the environmental and that whole thing with the right to repair is one thing, um, but also um, something that we, even in the consumer market, I have to realize at the moment is we have a shortage on parts, on electronics. We're having cars that are delayed like a year. Um, I see it in my job, which now we have delivery times with electronics in some of our stuff or for some of our products, 27 weeks. And this oh, wow. is like, uh, it, it might be ready in 27 weeks because we don't know, because we don't have the parts to actually build that shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they're just waiting and hoping that we'll get the raw materials in. Exactly. Yes. Wow. And then you got the thing of people hoarding chips that they're getting. And it's not just chips. It's also certain like the shipping containers being stuck in places. And mm. so we are now experiencing a shortage in like PS5 graphic cards stuff like that so now you're thinking about like really do I really like need a new graphic card so like if my graphic card breaks right now is there any way to repair it because buying a new one right now would be impossible or to prices that are just insane mm. and it's, it's this is just some of the stuff like I know that our shortage is off like processors graphic cards and stuff like that but there's I bet there's a lot of another stuff that we will see in the next couple of months especially to the Christmas market toys yes, yes. they are talking about What's shortage of toys for this Christmas and which is kind of crazy because that's one of the biggest market of the year in the world so yeah. it's yeah. fine I can drive down to Denmark and buy my Legos <laughs> <laughs> you can make them maybe that's the thing Legos the patent for the Lego nub- nubbles mm-hmm. it has expired so it's it's an open patent anyone can make Lego bricks now see you can make them so 3D printers out there, come on. You can forge them, come on. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that is nicer than stepping on a plastic sharp Lego part is stepping on an iron that will give you tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, I have a question for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the, the mogul, getting back to, to this idea that um, some people, good people in the world, don't understand how we work because they don't have this idea of this mindset of fixing stuff when they break. Do you think it also applies to creativity? Um, quick quick uh, example. Uh, a few years ago when I made my uh, Native American address myself in a week, taking so much time, um, my mother saw the result and it was like, oh, okay, it's cool, but you could have bought one. Um, so she wasn't able to understand the, the challenge, the excitement, the will 
the dedication to learn a craft, apply it to create something and uh, get the satisfaction of having made something with your hands. So do you think, guys, that um, it, it, it is also common? It is the same kind of, of mindset. It is the same kind of people that have both this lack of, oh, I can do something by myself or I can uh, fix a broken tool. Or is it two separate kind of people? Or what do you think about that? No, I, th I think kind of um, I actually I don't think that's like having the repair has something to do with like a lack of creativity mm -hmm. because you know a lot of people that are really creative and stuff they're doing they just don't apply it to certain fields mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean um, if you know about electronics of a certain type in a specific kind of devices, that doesn't mean you feel like you can repair all kinds of electronics, even though you probably have all the tools, both mentally and physically, to figure out anything. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean like, like if you worked as a, uh, repairing amps, guitar amps, mm -hmm. repairing the electronics and that, sure, <clears throat> you are, might be excellent at that, but that doesn't mean you actually feel like you can do anything else with electronics mm. makes sense yeah yeah, yeah makes sense but do, do you so think, I think that it's yeah you have the you, you have the framework in there to think in the right way to figure things out but you might not have learned to apply it to different areas of your life okay when you were at the at the wedding um the the people that are completely uh, stranger to the maker community did you think that those people looking at you were like f finding you weird yeah because, yeah because you were creative people because they wouldn't understand that you need to work with your hand and create stuff yes. in your well, life yes to all of those but i think it's a bit more fundamental than that i think they not to completely harp on the school system but i think they were just really good to conform to school and where a normal school these days for the probably for the past 50 years or something or since forever like school system beats the creativity out of you unless you are specifically at an arts or creative school so if you are very good at conforming to the norm then you suddenly lose that and i think maybe it's so fundamental that whatever school they attended whatever teacher they had didn't encourage them to be creative and ask questions and didn't teach them to ask the right questions if that makes sense and very much so all, all of us makers that was in that wedding we had that conversation with multiple people of so where people just ask just so you make things and it was like why you can buy things i was like that's not the point the but the things you buy are made by people like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. No, that, and that's exactly the thing. You're, you're right. You're right. You're spot on. They, they have lost the entire connection of people made this. So why can't I make this? And instead, they just go to it is magic. It is here, so I can buy it with money. Instead of going like they, they. If, to me, it feels like they go the long way around. It seems easier in the moment because, oh, I have a plastic chip or a plastic credit card. Mm -hmm. I swipe it, it goes beep, and now I have a new thing. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, that seems easier, but you're skipping the old process of making it and materials and understanding why this tool or piece of thing exists. The same as energy comes out of the wall and um, milk comes out of the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, that's... And that also baffles me. Like, I mean, I, I, I often feel like I have those epiphanies of, oh, so this is how things are made. Uh, recently... Mm-hmm. I saw that on Amazon you can buy, I think I need to phrase this correctly, you can buy templates for plastic bottles at Amazon. Templates for plastic bottles? Yes. You can, like, it has the taps on one end and a small cap and it's got the neck and then it's like a small, imagine like one of the small thin long glass tubes from Chemistry Lab. Yeah. It's a plastic bottle and that's the preform for the big two uh, two liter one and a half liter bottles ah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can heat the glass and and blow it the way you you no, want it's to, plas- it's to plastic keep... but it makes oh, the bottle okay. but uh, yeah it, it, it okay. probably could also do it with glass so yeah like of course like it's way easier to make the small one first and then make custom bottles afterwards because all of the ba- uh, uh, like take all of the coca-cola bottles that the Coca-Cola company makes, like the Fanta bottles and the cola and everything else that they produce, all of those bottles are different, but they are similar in shape. Yeah. In other words, you can start with the same blank and you can just heat it up and inflate it inside of a mold. And then you have that custom one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is something that blew my mind like yesterday. Nice. And these things happen all the time. Like, if you keep your eye out for them, you can see a lot of those things. And just realizing that, no, no, like, there are someone's specific job to do that very specific thing. Like, uh, someone, there's someone's job to fit all of the glass for all of the windows of skyscrapers. There's someone's mm. job to fit the glass. There's someone's different job to fit glass for railings. Yeah. There's someone very specific who does aluminum welding for railings and someone who does stainless. I mean, the, if you go into the minutia of things there is someone who is an expert at that who makes that yeah but you need to remember that someone made that specific thing like your computer consists of a couple of thousand different parts and all of them are made at different factories designed by different people Hmm. right true yep and that's something that's worth putting a focus on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. I cheers to you. <laughs> yeah, cheers. No, no, it was, cheers, it was great. So what's your focus this week, guys? Should I go on? Because I have two mm-hmm. ready. So related to all of this, this is my other epiphany from early this week. This is a video by, if I can find it again, Jeremy Fielding. And he has a video that's called This Invention Got Nikola Nicholas Tesla Inducted Into the Hall of Fame. And it's all about the induction motor. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I know the physics of it. I know the basics. Like you create an electromagnetic field, it by with current, it causes the iron inside of it to spin, and that's a motor. But he goes through the evolution of this invention. He talks about the steps of it. He demonstrates why it works and he demonstrates the initial thoughts that made this specific invention come to fruition. And also why this, like an induction motor, can spin for 20 years 
because there's no moving parts between the current and the spinny bit, the axle itself. It's free-floating in between in an electric field, which also is magic to me. And I mean, sort of to contradict myself from earlier, like, yeah, magic is something you don't understand. But to me, something can still be magical, even though you do understand how it works. Forging, blacksmithing is still magical to me. Yeah. I very well know how, it do- how it's done and how it works, but it's still magical. Absolutely. My other thing, and this is sort of why I've been, also why I felt really good about not doing anything today. Uh, I have watched a lot of cinema therapy, and this mm-hmm. is the YouTube channel I go to whenever I need to cry. And if it's it's exactly what it talks like, it takes movies and psychology, and they analyze. And there's a therapist and a filmmaker, really really good college friends, and they sit and they talk through a movie and they discuss the character development in it. They discuss the fun bits about filmmaking in that movie. And they talk about, uh, especially especially the professional therapist, he explains like, so what, like this character is reacting this way because he is broken in this way. We never learned to attach to people in this way. Uh, and it's, if you are really curious about the, fu- the human mind and you like movies, this is a really good show to watch. It's really feel good. It's really touchy. And I cry to almost every single episode because they are so human and they talk about so many personal experiences. I would like to point out two specific movies that I watched today. One is uh, Parenting and Terminator 2. So, is that again? Terminator 2. And, okay. they, view, and they, they talk about that movie from the view of parenting. Okay. How Sarah Connor and John Connor relates to each other. Yeah. And like why uh, John talks about his mother a certain way and why his mom is treating him so poorly. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and specifically watch that if you have like a bad relationship with one of your parents mm-hmm. or there's something about one of your parents that you never understood or you're not close with your, one of your parents or both of them for that matter because I think that will really illuminate you mm-hmm. another one is all about depression and suicide and it's the anime A Silent Voice do you know the Japanese title? Red? no no but I'm going to search for it no not yeah, yet it's it's really, really good. I actually completely forgot to watch this. Uh, probably because I watched it with a girl a few years ago. Say the, um, say the title again, please. A Silent Voice. A Silent Voice. On Cinema Therapy. And like, it, this is, uh, they, they talk a little bit about the whole concept of difference between Western and Eastern cinema styles. That the Silent Voice is really slow and drawn out. So but then it's all- Korean, not not Japanese. That's that's oh, okay. Why I, Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no problem. But uh, I, I speak it Japanese. Was Japanese in it. Yeah, yeah. That's. Koi no katachi. Sorry, I I no. I was writing. So it's the the shape of the voice. Uh, the yes, Japanese in English Koenokarachi. it's a silent voice. Yeah, same difference. Uh, they talk a lot about depression and suicide. In the, uh, that's uh, that's the angle they take to this movie. Movie, and it it might feel drawn out, but it's probably done on purpose to make it a bit painful to watch. But it's really good and it's really beautiful. And uh, I would even say watch the cinema therapy videos about these movies because they don't actually spoil them that much. They they will 
in the best ones, they will just give you a lot of really good excuses to watch that movie. Uh, I've not seen any of the Terminator films. I was hesitant to start on the T2 movie that they did now. But uh, I figured that, well, I'm a little bit bored. I want to watch sort of all of them. And this was an excellent in line. So I was like, okay, I'll watch this one as well. Because I know Cinematherapy has a really high quality of production. It, they yeah. are really, really good at what they do. Uh, and I'm not disappointed at all. Very nice. So Cinematherapy, anything of they do really is good. And Jeremy Fielding with his induction motor and talking about Nikola Tesla. Jan, nice. did you find something? You look a bit scrambly for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, thinking about it if I should like put the focus on a, a YouTube channel, but then I decided just because of the current events, I don't really want to. Like this one is more like a really general one, and it's just about the maker community, which I mean, it, it sounds maybe weird or old or I don't know but it is just like the possibility of me like I'm, a couple of years ago I would have never thought or three four years back that I could like when I'm on a business trip just call up people that live along the way and it's like hey do you have time for a coffee being at Ellen Craftsville Ellen be Kiel, be, like being Phil it's just like whenever I'm like in contact with people I can basically I write them a text and they'll just welcome you with open arms and this is like from a community where, I mean, it's not that I've known those people like for years. I met most of them the first time, but like you guys at Maker Central. So just like being to that point, it's just something that's really incredible. And I'm like, I really appreciate and cherish. And I like, and it's kind of like an open door policy. Yeah, I think that's, that's something I feel like from the scouts as well, is that, just if you're nearby just text and more often than not people will go out of the way to try to meet you and be social have a coffee exactly. like doesn't matter how small or how big it is it's just the thought of yeah we can meet up mm -hmm. sort of spontaneously even though we know each other from across the globe and hardly see each other yeah but should we actually state out loud that yes we will be going to maker central in the end of april beginning of may yes oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay because the other part of that sentence is or should we keep it secret but i guess we can't anymore no <laughs> we don't need exactly. to yeah no no we'll be we'll be there uh and and yeah i encourage everyone uh, listening to this to go as well because it's a wonderful event with a lot of wonderful people Yes, we love your faces. We can't wait to see you all again. Maybe. Some people, we don't like that much. Like John from Bespoke Clock Design. But he makes two good <laughs> knives. I don't like him. And he's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's this one guy that, that uh, helped me. No, I think he's from Norway. Blacksmith. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I can't wait to see all you guys again. Yeah. Also next year, um, Kill already mentioned, um, Rasmus, you were there. Hanover might happen again. Oh, yes, nice. Yes. Cool. That so, was my wait. first Mika meetup. Maybe, oh, we, okay. maybe so we should maybe we should smooth talk with Kiel and do a live podcast there because I think he wanted a lot of he, he, he got me on a panel and I have had at the time maybe maybe started a YouTube channel. Maybe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But yes, yeah, we'll, yeah. 
things might happen so at no, least no, it's, like it's it's life is slowly going back like things are nice. happening mm. we can all see each other again which is that's nice that's, that's it's weird something that used to be so normal feels weird now yeah, yeah. but good kind of weird which that's is also weird, weird. I, I believe it would be an open scar for a few years before it, it heals and, and, and it, it feels like normal, feels not like normal again mm. for good. Uh, but it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Red, what's your focus? Uh, my focus this week to keep uh, on going with the Makers community theme uh, brilliant, brilliantly uh, introduced by Jan. I want to uh, put my focus this week on two people. Um, our good friend, uh, Dr. Malty, uh, James for, uh, from Malt and Make, because he's awesome. Uh, that's a good reason and the second that, one is because I, 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 sorry i never said the other thing that's that's all sort of why i like him as well because he helped me get a hold of a new book on american access yeah. i got in the mail earlier today i was distracted when i talked about vices because <laughs> See, i have great so minds. many but especially mental <laughs> vices um but yeah sorry sorry go on multi is perfect yes yeah he's great he's awesome and he's our uh, first patreon supporter so yes um, yes many reasons to love him and to uh, admire his work and who he is uh he's a doctor he's he's saving lives of people and i can't think of something better to do in life so yeah that's the first one I mean, and the to, to, to be fair, he's only puts people to sleep. Yeah, but he keep them awake at the end. I, I mean, he, he put oh, okay, them to yeah. sleep in order for them not to die. So, yeah. Fair point. He's, yeah, he's great. Anyway, <laughs> second one is the wonderful uh, Sophie uh, from Make It Soft. Because Ooh. I had the pleasure to chat with her uh, this week, uh, something I didn't talk about at the beginning of the show. But yeah, I spent more than one hour uh, talking with her. It's always a delight. She's a wonderful maker, a wonderful uh, painter. I don't know if that's the right term for her because yeah. she does so many things. Um, but She's she, wicked talented. Absolutely, uh, and and she she's she's great. So so check her uh, socials. It's make it soft. She also and that's a really big part of her life uh, is teaching creativity uh, to children, and she is at the origin of the mini maker thing, which is mm. also wonderful. Um, yes. So if you can support her in any way or shape or form please do it because she's great nice and did, did the talk go well is it online already i haven't seen an email i'm waiting for it red i'm pushing you for what sorry the the the, the, the ramble you had with soph is it on no 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 it's uh, oh yeah because we chatted to uh, we got a ramble no um it's edited it's it's uh, ready to go on the internet but i'm waiting for the cable to be installed in ah. the house and that would be uh, the end of October. So it will be at the very last day of October. It will be online on my Patreon page. Yeah. I want it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it would take like two or three days to upload because yeah. it's a 21 yeah. gigabyte video. So what the hell did you do? I have no idea. It's it's just long, one hour more than one hour long. So it, it's a really long video. So okay. it's a very big video, big file, because it's oh. in 4K at least the intro, and and with my connection right now, it will literally take two or three days to upload. 
I, I, I have one little last announcement to that because something if you need something with a smaller download or upload file. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't subscribed to Jake's like the Make a Monsters new letter. Yeah. Like yeah, it's also a good subscription one, yeah. letter. Yeah. Guys do that. It's good. <laughs> yeah. The Monster so, Musings, is that what you called it? I'm, I'm, yeah, I have to check it. Like, I signed Make up for Monster it because Musings, I saw something, his, something. Yeah, like, uh, check out Make a Monster on, like, um, I think yeah. on Twitter and Instagram, he posted it about his we, we'll, newsletter. We'll put all the appropriate links. Uh, uh, exactly. I'll dig it up right away. Austin, so you can sign up to his newsletter. And it's, like, not really a newsletter. It's more like a blog, you could say. Yeah, just collected story. That's a different kind of Make a Monster. Sorry, <laughs> never mind. Save some John. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. I didn't have safe search on. Uh, <laughs> we'll put all the links in the yes. in the thingy anyway, so you can you can check all those wonderful people and their uh, socials. Yep, yep, yep. And in the end, there were tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to to all of those out there listening, if please give us some feedback on. What you think of the podcast and maybe specifically our spiffs or the focuses I'm, uh, nearly there uh, the, the things we shout out you had to do it again <laughs> i blame the cider brandy because it's on somerset so it has probably a bit of steve in it <laughs> um yeah remnants from the wedding that i brought home because dan is amazing um plus it's late and you have a headache and and all things yeah yeah all the things let's Don't blame it on that yeah uh i was saying yeah feedback. like if feedback please if if people are out there please get let us know and give us feedback on what you think on the topics if you have uh, opinions upon what we talked about today on the whole muggle framework and how to get out of it yeah that sounds like a motivational speaker thing but anyway yeah, exactly. uh, or our spiffs because it it would be nice to know that we actually recommend things that people like and you have a lot of ways to reach out uh, to us uh, you have Facebook you have Instagram you have the email two thirds focused two thirds focused on all of the things on all of the things so don't don't hesitate give us feedback uh, uh, even ratings on the uh, singy so iTunes yeah Apple iTunes Podcasts. everywhere and SoundCloud and everywhere yeah. all the apps Yes, and you can find me at Rasmus Lowen on all of the social media places and lowensmea.no if you're into Scandinavian territories. And you can find Jan at Nerd Inventor everywhere on the interwebs. Exactly. And Redsmith is the Redsmith everywhere because we are sensible people and keep us to one nickname. Absolutely. And of course, being the, the self-important people, if you enjoy this podcast we're not going to say this often but if you enjoy the podcast and you think i would very much like to buy the guys a beer or a cup of coffee cup of coffee that's the word again i blame the brandy if <laughs> we'll take if the you, copy too yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast and you feel like yes these are these are some lads i would like to buy a cup of coffee or a beer you can technically do that on patreon just saying. Yeah. And see you guys all next week. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.